We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What's good, y'all? We back. Uh, I don't know what episode it is, but y'all already know what it is. It's 444 Podcast, and as you can see, I've been saying it, said it before this season, you can see us, man, trying something new with the Zoom. Got the councilman in the building, got my man 215 Mike. Uh, heavy What's good, everybody? Talk, man. Heavy Sixers talk. We getting right into it. I'm excited. You could probably tell. Uh, we had a little pre-show. We getting the things together, but um, gentlemen, how y'all feeling tonight? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm excited to talk six as we can jump right into it. Yeah. So um, we want we are less than maybe 24 hours removed from uh, Ben Simmons putting up a career game. And I got to get into it with Ben because, you know, Ben is hot topic Philadelphia stuff. Uh, whenever you talk Philadelphia, uh, you got to talk Sixers. Whenever you talk Sixers, you got to talk Ben and you got to talk Jojo. Jojo's been a foregone conclusion since the start of the season. He's probably uh, one, two and MVP talks. So it's not really much to say there. He's been keeping it uh, uh, level. Ben, however, like I've been saying, think since the last time I talked to maybe both of y'all, since that Celtics game, uh, when he took over in the fourth, I think it was the first game after Harden got traded, so he was he was clear of uh, of, of trade rumors, of all of that stuff. I've seen a new Ben Simmons. Mike, I know you were on episode one and you were saying, look, I don't need the jump shot from Ben. I need Ben to be aggressive and I need Ben to hit free throws. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. And I have been saying, I've seen a new Ben Simmons. I've seen him turn the corner. I've seen this guy be that aggressive guy. As awkward as it may look, as the shot attempts may be like, ah, Ben, ah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Good. But the aggression that people are looking for, um, the uh, uh, tenacity that people are looking for, the not settling that people are looking for, I think is growing at a rapid pace, I, I would even argue. So I'm going to open up the floor to, uh, to, to you guys. Let me know what y'all say. Go first, Mike. All right, I go. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, you know how I feel. You know, like I said, that's that's all I was that's all I was asking for. Like, just be the be the man, the, the grown man that I know you are. You know what I'm saying? All them all them pickup runs and all that stuff we were saying. Even though, like I said, he he's not shooting, but I don't need it. I don't need it. It's really just the it's the mentality that he had. Like it was from tip like last game, it was from tip off. It was like y'all can't do nothing with me. Right. That's all that's all I want. And he made almost what he had. We went to the line almost 12, 13 times or something like yep. that. Yeah. But and, and was and was hitting them. He was making right. his free throws. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's really it's just the it's just that it's just that mentality. Yep. You know, um, and I appreciated it. Like it was a he he we seen him without MB before, and we didn't get that. You know what I mean? So to to see to see how he performed that night now. That's all I'm asking for. And just give it to us consistently. Because yeah. him playing like that, that's gonna that's gonna give us more wins. We're gonna get more wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand it might have took away from the shooters a little bit, but at the same time, it's just that we just need that mentality from Ben. And I'll get into my my other, you know, my other thing about him after after councilman get. <laughs> right, 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 right. We got the councilman going in and out. You know how busy he is. But uh when he tell us, tell us yeah, I think. I think for me, when I when I watched um, the two most impressive things was because I honestly the Ben had a really good first quarter, but after that um, his, his his percentage dropped a little bit. So he probably shot like maybe like eight for nineteen or something like that after the first quarter because he started the game like hitting the first seven for seven. So he finished the game shooting, you know, um, north of fifty percent. But uh, the two most impressive things for me was number one the fact that he actually took twenty six shot attempts um, on top of the fact that he also took. Uh, what, 13 free throws. So, mm -hmm. you know, for him to shoot 12 for 13 from the free throw line, I think um, it's significant. I think that speaks to his growth and development as a player. And I think that is something 
that we could point to his progress. I do think that the decision making down the stretch was definitely a little suspect um, because he was looking to be more of a scorer, which is a role he traditionally doesn't um, have. He don't really wear that hat. But overall, again, um, I think it was a, a, an impressive game. And I agree with you, Tone. Um, I think that he's turned the corner uh, since that Boston game. We talked about that on the last podcast. And I think he's been intentionally aggressive as it relates to trying to score the ball. Yeah, yeah. It's I just I see something different, man. Like I said, um, he's going to the hole. He's he's diamond off. He's being very aggressive. I know we all seen the numbers that we only shoot sub 30 percent when he's not on the floor from three. When he's on the floor, even though he's not the ones not the one taking and making the threes, we are shooting it at a 40 percent clip when he's on the floor facilitating the ball. So all these right. are all things that I've seen, that we've all seen, flashes, things that, you know, they say things that don't, that don't come up in the stat sheet. But uh, as, as it is 2021 and you got guys like Bleacher Report and other people, they coming up with new stats every day. So a lot of these things are showing up in the stat sheet these days. It's a matter of whether you care about it or not, I think. You know what I mean? As we move away from what I think are traditional stats, I know we put a lot in PER now. That's not something that's traditionally been around since I've been playing the game. Uh, for the last 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it is something we hang a lot, uh, hang our hat a lot on. Uh, mm-hmm. Analytics, all of those. The, his style of basketball uh, 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 is is really on the side of that. Um, and I just, I enjoy watching him play, man. I enjoy watching this new game. Like I always say, and I always compare it to, and I have to because repetition is my thing. But when you have a game where guys are shooting the three at the clip that they are, you know what I mean, in 2021, and I feel like the other end of the spectrum is you might see people who can really get it in, you know what I mean, and not be shooting the ball at all, can really put their hands on the game, doing everything and making those things that 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 uh, historically haven't shown up in the stat sheet, make them come up and, and be visible to the casual fan. So I would say um, if you're not a Ben Simmons fan, if you haven't been watching, you watch this podcast, please start tuning in because it's some real great stuff. Awesome. Man can how do y'all play, feel, man. How do y'all feel about Ben as an all-star? Well, I'm kind of, yeah, my because my you know, my take on him too is like, all right, so like you said, we was on the episode and what I was asking for from him, you know, just to play aggressive, make free throws. Um, and I kind of feel like that's why I said I'm I'm still gonna watch him, you know, I'm still gonna watch him. Um, but I kind of feel like, are you giving me this now? for this selection and for whatever incentives that might come with it you know because it clearly shows that you know and i'm not saying you gotta score 40 right but me personally ben simmons ben simmons can average 20 you can average he can average 20 that man can average a triple double honestly he can Mm -hmm. average a triple double you know what i'm saying so it's like in the beginning, he was just, it was just no aggressiveness. And it's not even his 13 or whatever he was getting. It was just no, no aggressiveness. No, he didn't look like the career of Ben we just watched, is what I'm saying. And I just feel like now when those, those first, those first band, uh, first fan votes came out for the all-star selection, he was on there. Mm-hmm. He was at the bottom of it, but he was on there. Right. Second, second returns came out. He was off of it. So we we start and we started to see now a different bend. So it just makes me go like, bro, you doing this for a selection and, and whatever incentive it might come with. You know what I'm saying? So no, I'm kind of actually on the side of rooting for I don't want him to make it. I don't I don't want him to make it because I almost feel like it might be necessary for you to, to see like whatever high horse or whatever, however you feel about the game or you know, wherever you think you are. Or you feel like, you know, oh, I do. Like they say, he does a lot of the other stuff, you know, so well. But me personally, it's like that doesn't take away from you uh, not not being able to score when I know that you can. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's just something that I, I but I'm not going I'm not going, you know, discrediting for that game. And in the same time, because I still was impressed by it and I appreciated it. But I'm just saying I want I'm just I'm watching him closer now just to see. If you make this all-star game, do we continue to get this, Ben? Or are you going to slack back? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to slack back off now? Because you 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 done checked off the incentive already. So, you know, that's just my look at it. Ben Simmons, the all-star, Zeke, what do you think? Um, No. Um, And I'm just going by names, right? So if you're putting them as a guard, 
you're talking about uh, Bradley Bill, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Trey Young. Um, and then after that, it gets a little suspect. Maybe him over Westbrook, maybe him over Zach Levine. Um, then if you're talking about him as a forward, you're talking about uh, front court, I guess is what they're calling it now. And you're looking at Durant, um, Greek Freak, Embiid, Tatum. I think Jimmy Butler earned a spot just based on, you know, the bubble performance. I think that he's a, he, he's, he, he has a spot. Uh, the boys, the bonus is in the uh, rankings as far as all-star voting, um, but I wouldn't go with him. But I do think um, uh, Jeremy Grant and uh, Jill, uh, Julius Randle uh, both having good seasons. Knicks uh, fighting for one of those um, playing spots. Um, clearly, um, uh, Detroit's not going to be in the mix at all. But either way, I just I think it's I think it's a tough. I think he's um, I, I agree with Mike. He's he have, he's having a good stretch. And if you want to give the Sixers a second spot because of the record being in first place, which I get, I mean other teams do it. So I, I would want my team to get that advantage as well too. I think it actually goes to Tobias Harris uh, before Ben. If we're going based on uh, play and performance this season, if we're going by name and star power and all that, well, yeah, of course, you know Ben is the bigger name. He's a traditionally an All Star, but I think if we're talking about numbers and performance this season and consistently since the start of the season to now, which you know, again, in all fairness, is about 20, 25 games depending on COVID and different teams. Um, I, 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 that's my opinion. So I, I would say no. If he gets it, I'll be happy. But if if I were creating my list. Um, as of today, I just don't think it's fair to put him on a list just because he's decided to play well. And even in all that I mentioned, it's probably a guard and a forward that I didn't remember, right? Like I didn't say nothing about Flame Beat, uh, Flame Fleet, and, and Lowry in Toronto. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. Um, yeah. Um, and I didn't say, you know, Brogdon. And I didn't say yeah. anything about um, um, uh, Siakam in Toronto as well, too. So it, it's, 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 a, it's people who've been playing consistent all year that makes it a tougher argument for Ben. In, in my mind, than than Tobias, and you know, uh, we as Sixers fans know he plays good D, and um, everything that he does isn't going to show up in the stat sheet. But there's no way he can start off the season averaging 12 points a game in year four um, when under the microscope of pressure that he's in. We can't reward that with an All Star appearance, in my opinion. Right, right. All right, then moving right along. Are y'all putting any stock into Embiid's resting this year? I know that they it's, it's not so much as it's uh, being reported. As it's uh minute management, as far as 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 versus um actual things being behind it, like we were talking pre-show, uh, they saying this is back. They saying this is knees some nights. Um, is that a a result of them not wanting to have so much focus on it being minute restrictions? Are they just coming with a, a reason for players sitting out just so it's no reason? Um, or do y'all think? I mean, that, uh, I'm I'm not sure, Tom. But what I will say is is that. I am uh, happy with the increase in minutes. Like, so I, I, I play attention a lot to player rotation. And most coaches, um, they, they tend to sub players at the same time a marker every game unless um, there's foul trouble or injury. So, for example, one of my favorites is Steph Curry, right? Like, so you know for a fact when you watch the Warriors play, Steph's going to play the whole first quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Then to start that second quarter, they're going to come up with that uh, backup point guard. This year, I think it's uh, Brad Wanamaker, Philly guy. Um, that person will play about six minutes and then about six minutes into the second quarter, Steph will come in and, and they kind of repeat that pattern. Uh, Doc, um, and, and, uh, Brett did it a little bit with MB too. I'm not going to deny that, but Doc does it as well. And Doc's um, minute restrictions just don't exist in a way that they did before. So MB most of the time, you know, in a 12-minute quarter, where normally he would probably play the first six minutes, then they would spell him, then he would come back in for maybe like the last three to close it out. Um, now he's playing the first 10 minutes and that sub for him isn't coming in until about the two or three minute marker. And overall, um, his rotation is slightly different and he's playing more minutes per game. So because he's playing an increased number of minutes per game and we haven't really seen a whole lot of sitting, right? Like they're not saying he's sitting because of a back to back or, or, or anything like that. I'm fine with the way that um, the leadership has managed his minutes thus far because I feel like they're giving him more of a leash to kind of uh, do things that we haven't seen as it relates to the amount of minutes he's playing and his conditioning as well, too. I think this is um, the best um, condition I've ever seen him be. That's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. 
I mean, I agree. I agree. I agree a lot with what Councilman just said. Um, and also, too, I mean, we we do got to factor in too. Like, he's getting, like, we're really going through him. Like the offense, like he's really getting. You know what I mean? Doc is like, you can't be stopped. Go straight to MB. Like, it's going through him. So, you know, he could be needing, you know, this rest. As I was kind of saying before, you know, I just think. Um, even with like that Utah game, like when it was like docking them, they were saying maybe like not even an hour before the game was going to start, it was like Doc was like and B's playing, and then you know there's the picture surfacing around where he's at the court and got <laughs> got his backside all out. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like oh, he's not playing. So right. you know, what I mean, he probably do gotta you know gotta gotta get his little rest here and there because like I said, he's definitely getting a heavier workload this year, and his numbers and stuff is showing it. So yeah. To, to Embiid's point, I will say that, um, like we've been calling for, even if, and I know the councilman, because he's a big basketball guy, he coaches, and a lot of this is strategy, but even if he's not shooting, he's touching the ball every single possession yeah. this year. He's touching oh, yeah. the ball. It's just to get just to get him a literal touch. Ha, ha. They got to they gotta see me touch this, and then we can oh, get yeah. stuff going. So, yeah, man, um, I, I, I don't put any stock into it either. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Um, I think that we recognize the moment. We recognize what we have here. And I think more so than and be proving himself to us as the fans, which we which we would be calling for in, in, in past years. You know what I'm saying? OMB, the reason why we can't do good in the playoffs is because you're not training yourself for it all year round. You sit down, you do that. Right. I think all of that noise is kind of silenced with what he's been doing when he's there. We understand what it is. And now it's more of a, all right, all right, big fella, we need you for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, that kind of feel. At least that's how I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I, I, I'm, and I'm for it. And I will say that I'm for it. Um, I'm not somebody who's a fanatic who needs to see Embiid in there, 72 straight games, killing everybody, so that I feel good within my conversations uh, the day after. I don't need that. Um, I think that he's done, like I said, everything that he uh, need to so far in this young season to let you know what type um, accord he's on, um, what kind of plan he's on, what kind of mission he's on. Uh, 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 and like, like I said, when, when, when you have, and I don't agree with him a lot, but it is peculiar because we are a city like Philadelphia. We're not in the spotlight, uh, like that, but when you got the talking heads saying, saying it, when, it, when, when you got Kenny Smith and you got these guys out here who consider themselves pundits, who the culture, the basketball culture, who the basketball game considers pundits. And they're saying, Hey, uh, just, just do MB. He's unstoppable. And this is the guy that we've been asking for when they're saying it night in and night out. And I think it's something to be noticed there. So, um, oh yeah, big kudos to Embiid. We know that he is the un unequivocal All Star. Uh, no, no, no need to get that conversation. <laughs> Easy. Okay. He'll be a starter, uh, and I hope that his team does win at the end because he was going hard. And I do hope it's Kobe rules. Um, so I'll Easy. segue real fast because it's only one day. We don't need to spend much time on it. And I'll get your guys' thoughts um, on the All Star game uh, activities. I did read something saying that um, it is going to be one day. They're going to start off with a little skills competition. Uh, uh, a little uh, whatever uh, whatever happens. I don't know if it's going to be a, a – I don't think it's going to be a rookie sophomore game or anything like that. Mm -mm. Skills. Uh, skills. Three-point. Three three skills and three-point. They'll start the, the All-Star game. Mm -hmm. Halftime of the All-Star game. I think they'll have the dunk contest, and then they'll finish off the All-Star game by the bang, by the boom, everything uh, in one day. A long um, day. <laughs> a long day. That's what, that's what it sounds like. It's funny because as we're in this pandemic uh, nature, a lot of the NBA on the highest level seems like it reverts back to what we probably experienced in the AAU and camp culture. You know what I'm saying? Trying to stuff everything into one day or a couple of days. Um, so just your guys' thoughts on the, on the All-Star game. I didn't need one at all. I know we talked a little bit about the players saying that they wanted to use it for rest, vacation, getting with the family since y'all, you know what I mean, knocking things down. So uh, open up the floor for you guys. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't need one uh, either. Um, you know, I wasn't like you said. It's uh it's already you still got the con uh what is the contact tracing that's going on. We already got what twenty five games or something that's been postponed not, already. Yeah, not, yeah, I'm about to say not to cut you off, but I just saw the Mavericks and the 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 Hornets and a couple other teams have to postpone multiple games as of today. Yeah, so the Mavericks. The Mavericks games for tomorrow, they're actually there's them versus the Pistons. They're postponing that game due to the weather, which is something kind of new. But right. um, you know, that those type of areas in the in the states, like they they don't 
when they get any kind of weather, it's like Atlanta. They get any yeah, kind of snow, everything shuts down. It's like so. I mean, you know, that's safety. Um, and then the uh, Hornets. Hornets have to postpone two games. Spurs have to postpone three because they got four. Yeah, they got four cases of Corona. So gotcha. Spurs is really they they the ones jerking wreck right now. Right. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, back to uh, what was I saying about the All Star um, game? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you know, like I said, we get we having all that. So it's kind of even though I trust like the players, because the players is obviously the one that they fought for this. Like Chris Paul, like supposedly he's the one that actually fought for it. Right. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see the LeBron, like, oh, I don't care for it, and Chris Paul actually fighting for it, which was kind of you know, that was kind of interesting yeah. to see. But yeah. um, I just feel like if they fighting for it the way they are, I do believe like they're gonna you know, they're going to be, they're going to be careful as, as much as possible. Like I don't got them going there and really like treating it like all-star weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't have that, but I'm also in the, in the lane of, I didn't need it as well, just because of, you know, everything that's going on. Now they're saying you can bring like, you can bring like a certain number of family members and, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's that's a lot. So it's, yeah, that's where it starts. Yeah, so it's, it's just, you can't control everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Even though, but, I don't know. It'll be. I'm going to tune in. Though, I'll tell you that. I'm definitely going to tune in. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bad idea. Um, no question about it. I think it's uh, extremely dangerous. Um, first thing is, I think it's a bad idea to put all the league superstars in one place during a pandemic, uh, because if one person is exposed, um, the whole league, for the most part, as far as like prolific players, would be shut down. Right. So, um, I think it's just. I think that part is extremely risky, and I don't know why. They will put all the league players in one place at one time. I also think different teams have been showing a different level of responsibility. So, for example, the Lakers, right? Like, I haven't heard a peep, a, a case, a test, inconclusive. You know, Brian got them boys whipped in tight shape, and they're not messing up the <laughs> right. tail end of his prime. So, you know, uh, they can't control, you know, what James Harden decides to do. Um, in Atlanta that weekend or, or, or Kyrie or Steph Curry or anybody else, you know, you just don't know what people are going to do and the decisions that they normally make would impact their team and the team that they're playing against that day because of how frequently they're required to test. And because of contact tracing purposes, if someone makes a bad decision um, that leads to them um, being um, interacting with somebody that um, exposes them to COVID similar to what we've seen with KD, where he went in the game and then he had to get pulled out of the game, um, it could shut the whole league down. So I think it makes absolute no sense. Um, I think it's ridiculous to think that guys are going to convene in Atlanta and not convene off the court in some capacity. Um, uh, bringing a family uh, is even worse of an idea um, because now their behavior is going to, you know, directly be involved with the contact tracing with the players, which is involved with, again, all the best players in the league. Um, so I'm not quite sure why the league made this decision. I think that they could have thought of uh, innovative and creative things to, to kind of uh, celebrate people who actually make it to the all-star team and who get voted in on the all-star team. But to have an actual game, especially only one day of festivities, um, I think is not really reflective of the responsible decisions that we've seen the NBA make um, surrounding coronavirus. Now, look, they may pull it off and, and, and nothing – happens and nothing goes, goes goes wrong and you know as an NBA fan that's what I hope happens but I just think that the, the ends do not justify the means the risk is way higher than the reward of the actual gaming event I don't right it's it's not even that pr uh, prestigious of a game we've seen the Kobe rules make it a dope game but I think with some of the uh, players similar to what Mike talked about you know being on the side of LeBron uh, as far as like there shouldn't be a game. Even Giannis said um, there shouldn't be a game. I don't know what incentivizes them to play hard in a game that they don't think should be happening. Yeah, now that is true. And before you go, Tom, um, mm -hmm. it's the the I remember I put up today about the yeah. uh, the mayor, <laughs> the mayor of Atlanta. She is trying. She's actually put out like, you know, uh, for for people to not really like travel. Uh, that you know for the actual all-star day you know the event saying like it's like a made for tv event 
you know, so she doesn't really want people trying to fly in. And and she's also asking that uh, uh, promoters and club owners, they don't host any party events and all that right, type of stuff, right, right. which is like, who's going like nobody. Trip, nobody. Right. Yeah, and, I nobody. Think that's, and I think that's the other coin of it. Like everything that you guys are saying, the correct of, of the league politics and everything that's going on in there to protect their product. But they also are. I think being irresponsible in this in this point and, and and not thinking about the trickle down effect. Everything you're saying, Mike, it's like if the NBA is saying it's okay to have an All Star game, then it's gotta it's gotta be okay to have our city lit. It's gotta be okay to and and to choose it in a city like Atlanta anyway. A city right. like business as usual as far as those kind of things. It's kind of peculiar, you know what I mean? So, um, but I do want to piggyback off something that the councilman said. Um, uh, this is kind of inconsistent with the way that the NBA has been handling things yeah. um, uh, in, in the past. They've kind of been the leader in responsibility, the leader in, you know, sacrifice and, and doing things the right way during this uh, Corona pandemic uh, and everything else is going on. But I also want to uh, bring up another thing that I thought was uh, inconsistent with what the NBA has been kind of doing, at least for a conversation. And that's this whole Mark Cuban thing. Um, he hasn't been playing the national anthem, I think, since the beginning of the season uh, or at some point in the season. Uh, for mm -hmm. obvious reasons, you know, um, the whole thing with Kaepernick and the NFL, that exposed a lot of things about our history here in America and how things are made and the sentiment of people at the time when things are made that we consider time-honored tradition and keep going with uh, today. Um, and with that information, armed with that information, uh, Mark Cuban kind of made a decision and say, hey, uh, the majority of my players uh, are, are Black, have brown skin, and have been through, are going through this struggle. Um, I think for the time being, I'm going to table this national anthem. It's been such a big uh, uh, issue in, in, in recently in sports and not only the issue, but, you know, the flag and is it for the cops, the troops? Uh, is this for the, was the, was the anthem for black people, the derogatory towards black people? So, you know what? Hey, I'm not going to play it. Uh, the NBA actually came in and said, hey, it is, it's, it's actually mandatory for everybody to play the national anthem. So it's like. A league that was so, for me at least, and this is me. I, I don't, I don't know if this is anybody else's opinion, but a league that was so open, um, that is so open. I don't even want to say was a league that is so open, that is so um, trend setting, that is so understanding when it comes to civil rights issues, when it comes to health issues with the pandemic, all around. And that's why I put all of this in the same boat because it seems like it doesn't matter who you are or how you come. The NBA kind of hears you out. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, sounds like, start, sounds start, like a sounds like a I know, I know, I know. And that's what we're gonna talk about, you know what I mean? But um that's just that's how I see it. It's like ha, it's one of those things, like it's, it's decision time. But uh y'all thoughts. Yeah, that's what I mean, that's what it sounds like. It just sounds like it's a it's a you know, they already losing. They're losing in a sense of uh the fans not being in a building. Right. Um I would assume also I'm sure the ratings aren't as you know what I mean, as what they once were. Absolutely. Absolutely. So even with this all-star thing as well, like, I think it also fits into, you know, this. It's like we it's like they're trying to chase somewhere to get something back. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's you know, what I mean, that's what it feels like. It's like we're going to we're going to we can lose something, but it's right. like we got to chase something you know what I mean? and get some back. So I kind of feel like that is like. If we if we if we allow that the, the you know, uh, not playing national anthem now is now you have these these patriotic people now that's they might lose more viewers and more, you know what i'm saying so it's like hold on hold on let's not get too into the into the negative you know what i mean and it's like i just feel like they probably trying to find a way to chase and but like y'all said it's kind of out their character because the nba was it's like it's like they was backing it they was backing yeah, like, you know what i mean yeah at least to me that decision, uh, before i let z go it just seems that uh just to be clear that decision was kind of finite you know what i yeah, mean everything yeah. else is kind of like it's really up for negotiation. Whenever it's an issue or it seems like it's something that's really an issue in the NBA, they're willing to come to the table and talk with you, at least, yeah. at least. But that was kind of like finite. But uh, Councilman, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't have much to add. Just, you know, um, you know, they just, they got it wrong on this one. Yeah. They got yeah. it wrong. Yeah. And with, also with, but I mean, you know, since we giving kudos to uh, Mark Cuban, man, even just, even just that, that you know, the, the, the stunt he did with, uh, you know, Delonte West, like mm -hmm. he really, he really like brought that man back to, you know what I mean? Like life again, you know what I'm saying? And I already even, uh, he like uh, got back with his mom, you know, everything. Like, right. so he got, he got Delonte on a, on a great path. And, and 
I just feel like he's just one of them. Like he just give me a Pat Croce feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not too many owners like him. Like he yeah. he comes off loyal. Look at how he treated Mark Dirk. Cuban, Mark Cuban made sure that all his staff, vendors, and everything yeah. inside the building got paid all through the pandemic. And and that, the thing I was saying pre-show, he's not standing on a soapbox or waving a flag like notice me. He's doing he, it real quiet, keeping it going, business as usual, moving like Mark Cuban does. He so. behind the he behind the bench at, at the yeah. games. He behind the bench the players. Yeah. He just Got Dirk Nowitzki on the on the floor. You know what I mean? It's yeah. He just different, man. He just different. Yeah. He definitely needs to be like saluted. Yeah. So I'll just I, I definitely uh, I definitely give some kudos out to Mark Cuban and the way he's been carrying things through uh through all this turmoil that we that we going through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, talking more of NBA, but not on the court. Uh, Draymond had a very fiery fiery <laughs> post game last night with the uh. Uh, media over there in um Golden State, uh, uh -huh. just, just just shine some light on some more things um that people probably don't think about the everyday casual fan probably doesn't think about but the player probably thinks about often, and I think it was real peculiar. Uh, he was talking to the fact that um I think last night uh, Andre Drummond was benched. If you follow this uh basketball thing like I know us three follow, he's in heavy trade talks, heavy trade rumors, uh, and this is where the bat this is where NBA sports in general. Uh, kind of the ugly side for it, the side that we don't talk about a lot. Uh, it gets kind of objective to me, whereas you 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 kind of move from a, a person, a player, to kind of goods. And if you're going to be traded, I want to trade you to another team for your highest value. I kind of don't want to damage my goods. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no matter how much that player wants to play, or however, um, he's involuntarily benched, putting street clothes, and he's expected to act to act professional. He's expected to not make a stink. If he does, um, he's probably normally lab labeled a cancer, outspoken, or somebody that you probably don't want uh, to deal with business-wise. You know what I mean? Um, and in the same token, uh, all of this is happening because I, the, the team doesn't want him for whatever reason. The team thinks that they think, they think, and I say that because I, I see it plain as day, but they think that they're going in a diplomatic way of really saying, I don't want these goods anymore. This player is not good enough or he doesn't fit for whatever reason in my team. And they kind of make that public and put him on the market. Now, the flip side of that is when players are giving their all to a team, doing what they believe is all they can do, and they're tired of a situation, and they publicly make a, a, a gripe because a lot of times that's the only way that they can even get out of a situation. Because if they're quiet or if they are, you know what I'm saying? going with the flow, and I'll use Bradley Bill as an example. He's somebody in this situation where us looking at it, we've seen this situation a lot of times. He's probably somebody who should be waving his flag and making some noise to get himself out of there. But he's playing loyal. He's playing the politics. You know what I'm saying? That's, and that's what the NBA likes. But then I also take a James Harden. James Harden, you know what I mean, whether right or wrong or indifferent, um, he exercises right. He exercises freedom, his freedom, uh, freedom of speech to say that, hey, this situation isn't working for me. Um, no disrespect to the guys around, even though his actions might not have said that. His words did. He tried to do it like the, like the NBA does it. He did it diplomatic. He said it. You know what I mean? I just think everything that I, – I just think that I, I've spent my time here. When a player does that, like I said, he's labeled a cancer. Um, damn, uh, guys really don't want to mess with him. Management really don't want to mess with him. You know what I mean? Hard to deal with. He has these stigmas attached to him. Uh, and Draymond was just speaking about and saying it needs to be a little bit more equality on both sides. That's not fair. You know what I mean? Especially when we come out here, we practice like we do. We meet these public uh, 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 appearances like we do. We do everything in the name of the league to keep this brand going. Uh, in our times of need, in our times of struggle, we should be showing a little bit more respect, uh, more, more respect a little bit more leeway. Uh, so what is your thoughts on that? Go, Councilman. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Um, I mean, I wasn't mad at Draymond, you know, that's, that's, that's right up his alley. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's right up Draymond alley. Like he going to voice, he going to voice how he feel. Um, I do appreciate the fact how he, you know, took up for his fellow, you know, his fellow NBA brothers. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely appreciated that. Um, as far as the, like the drumming thing, um, believe it or not, like I really, like I only know of the one side. Like I didn't. I don't know of anything of like Drummond's side. Like, is the does Drummond want to leave? 
You know what I mean? And that's just not out yet, just because he didn't. You know what I'm saying? So it's like his voice is exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of hard for me to kind of like. I mean, Draymond might could know. You know, he might have more insight. I'm just saying for us, it's kind of hard for me to really dig deep into that situation. But I do, I do um, agree with him about like he said. We watch Harrison Barnes get pulled off the bench during the game because he got traded. You can't go back in no more. You're traded. Uh, Demarcus Cousins during an interview, he found out he was being traded during an interview. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we have a bunch of players that have been traded and they found out through social media. You know what I mean? Like, so though, as far as that, in that aspect, like I, I definitely agree with Draymond and that, but I don't really, I don't know the other side for the, for the drumming situation to really dig deep into it. You know what I mean? To, to even really know how he's really being, how he's really being treated. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I believe like just the player that Drummond is, me personally, I don't even see why he would want to be there in Cleveland. Right. You know what I mean? Like the type of player he is. Like he's not a uh, like Jer- like Jared Allen is perfect for them. Like that's perfect for them. Up and coming player, he has a chance to grow with. You know what I mean? Drummond kind of like he's past that now a little bit. So I can kind. I think this is actually doing him good. Hey, you know, don't he don't need to play no more. Mm-hmm. Gonna try, we we gonna find out what we can do for him, cause I mean you don't want risk injury either, cause now if if I'm drumming and I do want to leave and I get hurt, that can that's that can potentially mess up your chances as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's just the other side of it. Like I'm saying, like I don't really know too much on the drumming side to really go at the 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 organization as well. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's all. I do think the awkward moments and the um, embarrassment of it is something that what Draymond was really speaking about more than just this, the stock of the player. I think you use Hart as an example of a player trying to exercise their right and use their voice to be able to change their situation like teams want to do as far as changing their situation. I think what his biggest concern was, was uh, how uh, the perception is different for the player when they communicate their concern compared to the team when they do. And it's a traditional example of what we see in this country as far as you know, big business and workers. And I think what, what Draymond did was he echoed the voice of millionaires by putting them in the same status as the average everyday working class yeah. person. And I think that's why a lot of people was feeling what he said, because in some level, we can put ourselves in his shoes and for a second, you know, have the same level of empathy that millionaires have as it relates to uh, not being treated just- fairly in the workplace but, but just scale it but just the money don't matter to me because just scale it because who's he if 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 i'm a thousandaire and i'm getting mad at a hundred thousandaire who's my boss or whatever and those are the people who i'm at work like you said he's echoing the working person and those are the people or or if i'm a thousandaire and i'm getting mad at a millionaire a draymond is in essence a millionaire with gripes against billion and trillionaires so it, if you scale it it's, it makes sense the, the million shouldn't make sense you know what I mean? Th- that, that, that yeah, but so you're critical. Like, just scale you're, cri- you're a critical thinker in a way that the average person isn't. So that's right. so automatically exactly. how your brain is going to go to. You know, I think again, what Draymond was able to do is break it down in the layman's yep. terms and communicate it in a way where people can say, "Well, dang, you know, I went either I'm going through that now at my workplace, or I went through that before at a, cur- a, a former workplace, especially if you are a right. person of color, black folks. You know, we." We, we often have to work in uh, conditions that are, are some uh, oppressing, especially um, when we transition right out of high school. Even if you go into higher academia, a lot of us tend to take some level of a demoralizing, you know, factory retail um, job that, you know, reminds us of how and what it means and feels like to be in a position to be uh, oppressed. So I think it was deep, man. I thought that John was dope. Um, I thought he hit a lot of great points. Um, I think that I can respect people who might disagree with them because that's that's capitalism, right? Like, so if you believe in capitalism, then you would think that as the employer, you don't have the same rights as me, right? Right? No. You, I don't, I don't, I, I, no, I don't have to. You work for me, I, I don't work for you, so you have to do what I say. And no, right. we are not equals um, in the right. midst of this, and I think that's reflective of bigger problems that we have yes. in our country, especially. Yeah problems that we've seen exacerbated by the pandemic. So on, I, I loved on, it. I thought it was great, man. Talk now, I mean, that's why we love sports because sports is sports, but, you know, sports is its own 
you know, culture, right? Like those of us who are part of not just the basketball community, but the sports community in general, which breaks down into silos based on the culture of the sport that you love. You know, we recognize that, you know, often the parallels between sports and real life are, are a part of everyday life. And mm-hmm. these are conversations that we have often. I'm glad Draymond did what he did. I'm glad he sounded off the oh, way yeah. he did because it's important. Yep. I think it was great. Oh, yeah. And, it, and the last thing, it speaks to him setting up his platform for life after basketball. Because he's genuine. And, 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 and I think that we're all in agreement with whatever you feel about. Like I've been saying, it's a lot of that's why I wanted to transition to these, to these topics toward the latter end of the show tonight because I want to talk about off court because it is still a lot going on. And I think it's a lot of people in, in their position that are using it the best to the best of their ability. Like when you're sitting here and you're the common man, like you or I, like everybody's sitting here and you even, we, I even have, a, 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 and blessed for my breath, my best friend to be the councilman, to be somebody who's in there, who's speaking and having a voice. You see that he's taking his time out on the four 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 to talk to us tonight. And he still has that stuff. Like he walks it, he talks it. You know right. what I'm saying? To, 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 to almost feel like Draymond is that, or you have at least somebody who has a remnant of that in the league, his peers probably look up to him like, yo, thank you, bro. No matter what mm-hmm. you see, when you see that him and LeBron go back and forth, or when you hear about the Draymond flopping, or he don't produce if X, Y, Z not on the court, or if he, outside of that, I feel like Draymond is one that really understands his position, uh, really understands his platform, and uses it responsibly, very responsibly. Is he going to take a hit in the name of capitalism for that? Absolutely, probably will. But I think that before even opening his mouth to say the first word, he already understood that. And that's what we respect about him because like Zeke said, he's kind of bridged. Like if you're really digging it and you're not looking at his pockets, he's bridging it. He's bridging it. He's echoing something that, like you said, like if you look at it from an employer standpoint, because capitalism will tell you that the, the employer doesn't have the same rights that the employee does, like Zeke just said. But that's something that we all, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm probably going to go in there. I'm going into that same fight. Mike, you going into that same fight. Zeke, you going into that same fight and ha- and happen to have a foot in to where you can say something to have a little bit of change in that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but nevertheless, we're all in that same fight. So in the same breath as somebody says, oh, you're a millionaire, what are you complaining for? I'm looking at it like, thank you, millionaire, and somebody who people are, millions of people are looking at for saying right. that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because when I say it, it kind of goes on deaf ears sometimes. <laughs> Not, I don't even want to say that, but I kind of have to do a little bit more to even be heard. Whereas somebody sticking a camera in your face because you just dribbled a basketball around for the last 48 minutes and you getting this off and you understand that me getting this off means a lot to a lot of different people. So I definitely yeah. piggyback off of what you're saying with that, Councilman. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, it was, a, it was a four, four, four over here. For sure, yeah. for sure, my man. It was definitely uh, appreciated. For being, for, for being that voice in this particular uh, 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 instance and we'll see how that plays out. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely appreciated it. Yeah, uh, that's all I had, Mike. Do you got anything on the rumor mill for us, man? Um, I mean, you know, back to drumming. I mean, I heard it's definitely uh, you got uh, Celtics. I believe was on the phone with with uh with the Cavs like two days ago or something about them. Which you know, I would hope like I hope they don't get them because our Sixers right. don't need that. We don't. Need- um, <laughs> we had we that conversation that. in depth. With the whole yeah. Harden thing, yeah, we don't need we don't need that. Um, I also saw uh, Miami could be in the runnings for Blake Griffin. Um, Ooh, right. Oh, another another thing that I wanted to, uh, to say. I'm not putting too much stock in it yet. I got. I want to see the evaluation too. But AD was uh, he did something to that Achilles a couple of days ago, and will be reevaluated in two to three weeks. And that's why Blake Griffin is kind of getting spicy in those talks of going out west. You know what I'm saying? So. Lakers, Lakers, like I think Lakers are like, I think they're really banking on like buyouts. Like if anybody start getting like like a Blake Griffin, say Blake gets bought out, or Drummond gets bought out or something like that. Like I think you're gonna see Lakers like jumping on that like fast. Like you know At what I mean? Position? You mean oh Power like for another big man? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like drum if Drummond get bought out today or tomorrow, Lakers, hey, right on LeBron, everybody, right on the phone. Hey, Blake Griffin, right? Because that AD thing, it's definitely. I actually like. I watched like some doctor, and he was like talking about giving like an injury update on it, and he was saying like, um, like you know, they were saying like everything looks fine with him, there's no rupture or nothing like that, but supposedly I, th- I believe like he's probably pulling on it, right? So it's almost kind of like it just sounds like 
it sounds like the KD thing a little bit. Like about this, it sounds eerily similar to yeah, KD. it just it just sounds like it's bound to happen. And as somebody who tore both his Achilles at different times, I just I know it's it's the, the sports world likes to use their percentages for whatever reason they like to use your percentages, but you rupture that thing, you're never going back to hundred percent. Like we gotta get that clear, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think I don't think the Lakers need to do anything. I think um, they should rest AD for a month. I shut him down for a month. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think they should play more uh, Markeith Morris um, a little more. Right now they're starting uh, Kuzma and LeBron at the four. This dude goes yeah. from playing point guard last year to starting at the four this year with uh, Kuzma. Um, but I just think they could they could they could make up for it. But, um, you know, Markeith Morris fell out the rotation. He was he hasn't even been playing. Right. So pull Markeith Morris back in the rotation. Um, they start in Kuzma. Um, continue to play uh, Montrezl Harrell, and I, I think I think they're fine. I, I, don't, I, I mean, I think that they're the best team in the league still. But they, um, they built they built it they built it for you. They they're built yeah. to last. And yeah. I think that they should just focus on AD being healthy for the playoffs. And as long as he can make a playoff run, they'll be fine. I, I mean, he's not going to get any regular season accolades this year, right? Right? He's already missed enough games. He won't be the league MVP. He won't be the defensive player of the year. Um, he's already going to be an all-star, probably a starter. Um, if not a starter, definitely, you know, right there after that. Um, and, no, nah, I would I'd shut it down. I don't even think they need to add anything. I, I would be – I would be skeptical if I'm them about adding anything because they got good chemistry and they already too deep. They already got guys like Caruso and like Marquise Morris who deserve minutes who really don't play that much when everybody's healthy because they upgraded their roster from last year. Now, do you think, though, like, but far as with AD, I mean, like, it sounds like it, it sounds like it's more serious than probably what it is. So I'm just saying, you think, like, his effort, like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're sitting and nothing happens, though, like they don't do anything, it's just like, all right, just chill. And we're going to make this because they're going to make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs without it. If you don't play yeah. another game for the regular season, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. But it's like, do you think that would be enough to help him mentally with what's going on with his Achilles, which sounds like, like I'm saying, it's, it sounds like it's just on the verge of, hey, any day he could partially tear this. Like, that's it's just that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, you know so I mean? if that's the, if that's, uh, how, do, how do you, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, so how does that get right, healed? Right, right. You know what I mean? And so right, whatever right. it takes to make that heal to get that at 100%, you know, I'd sit him until you get that back to 100%. Can it never get back to 100%? I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I would sit him. There's no reason to sit him. You really don't need him in the regular season. Um, depending on who you play in the first round of playoffs, you probably really won't even need him, need him then. Um, again, the Lakers are, are really deep. And if they sign another player, you know, it could put somebody in the position who's like currently in the rotation where they're where they're not in the rotation. Remember, they got the boy, um, the boy, what's the boy named Tucker? Uh yeah. playing good for them oh, too. Uh, That's a part of their rotation yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so even without A D, right, they gotta play uh Caruso, Wesley Matthews, Montres Harrell, Markeith Morris, and then the boy Tucker. That's five guys coming off the bench who all deserve quality minutes. When AD is not playing, when AD is in the lineup, now you're talking about six to seven guys. They can literally go 12 deep. So if AD goes down, your roster was already built for that. Why would you now add somebody else to the roster who's already coming from a space of being disgruntled, right? If you Blake Griffin, he's disgruntled in Detroit. Well, you're not going to get many more minutes and be much more of an option in LA. He, right. he probably is better off in Miami, right? Yeah. I think that that's probably a better option for him. Um, if you're drumming, I mean, you definitely shouldn't go to L.A. They don't need you at all. He should be looking at, um, um, you know, as a Sixers fan, I hate to say it, but he should be looking at Boston. Yeah. Yeah, he should definitely be or, looking at you know, Boston and uh, Boston and uh, the, the Clippers. I, I mean, the, if, I'm, if I'm Blake, I'm not going back to L.A. Not no, no, I'm no drumming. I, I, yeah, the, the Clippers are thin up front. I, I agree with that, especially after the recent roster moves that they um, – yeah that they made. Um, but I, I just, I don't think, I don't think LeBron needs AD to be anybody in the West, except for maybe the Clippers. I think everybody else, he, he could be in the West without AD. And I think he really only needs AD um, for the Sixers and for Brooklyn. I think he could beat everybody in the East without him too. I don't think he could beat the Sixers. I don't think he could beat Brooklyn without, um, without AD. I can't, I can't yeah, I can't. 
I mean, you need AD just because of MB. MB is a MB. MB if the Lakers trend down and MB stays trending up, MB is the MVP of the league. Right. Right. There's no question. Right. You can't if, if the Lakers finish fourth now because uh, AD gets hurt and 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 the Sixers stay one or two, right? With Utah in first and who's looking at second right now in the West? Okay, maybe it's the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah, it might be uh, second. Uh, that's creeping up for second, right? So if Lakers finish third or fourth, Sixers stay in second. You know, you got to be talking about Embiid um, as the MVP uh, 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 of the league. And so playing at that level, I think it would be tough especially with Doc Rivers coaching for a Lakers team to beat the Sixers without AD. Oh, yeah. I, ain't, I wouldn't bet on it, but um, I might actually bet on you know, everybody else. No, nah, I wouldn't. No, nah, well, I don't bet on, I don't bet against Brown. That just doesn't make no sense. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just, I think that's what I would do. I would shut AD down. Your roster's built to play without him. You know, Montrez Harrell is a, is a I'm pretty sure a surprise. I, I don't think they knew that they was going to get as much as they've been getting from him. And again, I really like Markeith Morris. And I think that um, playing Brown at the four for them and uh, a lot of the guys that they got on the wing, I think that they're just as dangerous. You know, what would be a good pick off of, off of waivers for them. Somebody like JJ Reddick. Guy will just play spot minutes here and there. Well, sit a game well, or two J- there. J- JJ was three. saying, JJ was saying if he had to leave, he wants to go to New York period. He said it's either Brooklyn or the Knicks. Like, you know, he's actually he actually lives out there. So yeah. if he was to leave the Pelicans, that's that's I gotta the, I gotta see this house because this boy is not trying to let go of that house in Brooklyn. Yeah, he every, he, when he was here, he commuted every day from Brooklyn. Except, he want to go back to Brooklyn. I, I gotta yeah. see this house that he brought. They said Brooklyn, Brooklyn or the Knicks is where he wanted to go, and the Sixers was actually uh, supposed to be in trade talks for. Uh, either George Hill or DeLon Wright. They're looking for a backup point guard. Great segue. The last point that I got on there, we can get into it. Sixers, what, who do we need? What do we need? Do we need anybody? I think I, the okay. similar problem is the Lakers because I think we're a little bit too deep. I think we got too many guys who are on the same level who all deserve minutes, right? So when I look at Forkman, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Kuzma, um, um Fork my whatever fork my's name oh, is. Oh yeah, cork my cork my cork my cork my whatever whatever his name is. You know. yeah. When I look at him, when I look at Maxi, when I look at Shake, um, um, Matisse, I I think about four people, um, who are you know depending on who you play or what's going on. Uh, I don't know who the right person is to play, um, out of those guys coming off the bench. Um, and then when you add the fact that Curry uh, posts his COVID positive test hasn't been as consistent as he was before. And um, Danny Green is shaky too. Um, I would package together uh, at least two out of the six of those guys and uh, try to just upgrade the wing position. Maybe if I could package two in a pick, right? Any two, right? Curry, you got Curry. I would prefer to keep Curry, honestly, if I could pick one. Yeah, but gotta be Curry. Fun. Yeah, I'm just saying these are all the guys. You. you law. You got Curry. You got Green. You got uh, Forkman, Matisse. You got Maxi. Um, I just missed somebody. Shake, shake, and then you got the young boy too, Isaiah Joe, who actually right. shoots the ball pretty well. Who's you know, um, so like you see what I'm saying? Like I would, oh, I, I would, I would get rid of two or three. And to cut get, that down to, get, to about to get five. All of that in one person in return. Yeah, and just kind of upgrade that. And if I could add, if oh, that person could be right, right, yeah. right, right, right. That's what I've been because that's what I've been. Listen, yeah. that's what that's what I've been telling people. Like, and when you when you throw the names like Bradley Bill, when you throw the names like Zach Levine out there, yeah. When you when you think about that return, because you're yeah. looking at the team now, and you say number one, you think chemistry. I mean, I play basketball, I play sports. You think chemistry. You kind of like the you like the feel of of what's going on right now. So first and foremost, you don't want to mess that up with, with trying to uh, figure something out in the middle of the season. You kind of want a seamless transition. You know what I mean? You kind of want, to, you, you want somebody who – and that's why – and I'm not, I'm not trying to bring it up to go down that hole again, but that's why we were saying we didn't want Harden because we wanted to – we know his generation and we know who he is. But you want a seamless – you kind of want a seamless transition if you have to transition. You see what I'm saying? Number two is we like the development of Shake. We like the potential of Maxi. We like a lot of the pieces. We like the defense of um, Matisse. 
We like uh, the shooting, the veteran ability of a Danny Green. You know what I mean? It's something that we like in all of these players that you kind of have a struggle giving up. But like I just said, if when you give up two or three of those guys, if you can get all of those things back in one player, which when you talk about the likes of a Bradley Bill, when you talk about the likes of a Zach Levine, I truly believe you can get all of that back in the one player. You you got to do it. And I think it makes you, you you make your team better for it because come that come playoff time, um, when the when the roster gets dwindled and you go to war with your soldiers, it even makes that decision a lot more easier than trying to than trying to find minutes for for six guys, and then you just took three of them away and put them in one. Now you got this one guy and you're rotating them three off the bench to get like your eight nine that you're gonna roll with in war. You know what I'm saying? If, for those for those basketball people out there who just understood my math, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> got you. I would love. I mean, season, you, you go about ten deep if, if you can, but if you can yeah. subtract about three of that, you know what I'm saying, and put that in one person, and then you can roll with a, with a nice little eight, maybe nine if you're lucky. If you if you're the 2015, 2016, 2017 Warriors, you know what I mean. Zach Levine, Zach Levine would definitely like. I think he would complete us. Like Hungry. Zach, you know, Hungry. same thing. Councilman said we upgrade. Uh, uh, you know, I definitely think we need that shot creator wing yep. play. Like that two, especially more more specifically, like two guard position. Like if we could really have, like you know, like we say, our, Zach, our Zach struggle Levine is type. coming. Our struggle is coming late in close games, is what yeah. I see, and even in games where we end up winning. Uh, if we don't have the hand, if we don't, if we're not winning handily, when Ben goes down, we kind of don't have another playmaker. Uh, and Shake is dealing with injury. We need a we need a playmaker that makes you feel good when Ben Simmons has to has to get a breather. Yeah, and it also looks like the Maxi wave is like starting to go down because, you know because I mean? Maxie, we realized that, that yeah we yeah, realized he had a crazy that he was, wave. It was like, yeah, he was whoa. running off adrenaline draft night all that cool stuff and now we realize this 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 is the thing that is. Big D word pause, but development. Yeah, you know and it don't look like it looked like Doc. It looked like Doc honestly came down off his wave though. Well, because well, it was know. it was it was the it's the log jam issue because early in the year we were playing um, Mike Scott mm-hmm. and yeah. Maxi, and we weren't playing Matisse, and Forkman was injured. Right. So it's again it's the log jam issue as people come back from injury. As I don't know why not play Matisse, but I could just I you know I could see. The things that Matisse bring to the table, you really see more in games than probably at practice, right? He's not the most prolific scorer, but right. um, you know what he does on the defensive end. Um, those intangibles are are, are borderline irreplaceable. So it's the logjam issue. And now Maxi is just suffering from inconsistent minutes. Whereas though earlier this season he might have got twelve or eighteen minutes in a game, now that drank down to three, right? Six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Couple right. of DMPs. So yeah. it's just hard for him to uh, be consistent on top of the fact that he already doesn't really shoot the three well, right. um, which is something that you really need to be able to do if you want to get on the floor with, with Embiid and Ben Simmons. It would be something to see him if they was to actually, like I said, they in talks for DeLon or George Hill. Mm-hmm. But if he was to actually get moved now, and I know he was in, he was involved in that piece for Harden, I would – I would kind of be like, oh, what's, what are we doing? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back down that road again. Like, what are we doing? Right. I could have I had heart in. So to, close, so, to, so to close, I'll say this. Uh, Mike, this you know, I'm going to say this time. To close out real quick. Just for the record, I don't think we never had a chance to get hard. I do, you know why I say I do? I do. Real quick, Tone. Uh, I wait, do. Wait, no, no, no. Because um, I do know about, you know, like they said, the the – the relationship thing with Maury, the owner, and things like that. But we we sent an offer that they didn't want. They sent us back one that involved it was Ben, it was Ben Maxi and and the three picks. We said yeah, I'm not doing that. I remember that deal. Yeah, I'm yeah. We that. said <laughs> we said well, we said well, no. Well, well based so, on I mean, what they traded him for, we could have gave them something better than that without giving them Ben Maxi and three picks. You right. asked us to mortgage our future for Harden, which I don't think is a fair request when you didn't ask other teams to mortgage their future for Harden. And I think that might have stopped negotiations altogether. We might not even. Yeah, it's just not Harden. fair. You can't ask me for yeah. for two stud point guards, right? Like one that's a rookie that should have went way higher, who already playing good. You know, yeah. then you asked me for Ben Simmons and three first round picks. That's crazy. Right. I didn't even that's get robbery. that in the final deal. Like when you, when it's all said and done. I ended up getting Ola Depot, 
you know, somebody else light and a, and a few picks here and there that's scattered from multiple teams. Right. I, 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 I don't think that's fair to ask us to mortgage everything for James Harden when you didn't ask other teams to do that. And that was just, again, them, I think, trying to really uh, 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 get one over on Daryl Morley. And I think yeah, that was yeah, personal with him more than about the Sixers organization. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I will say this, man. This time last year, I was saying that we needed an identity. What is our identity? We don't know what we're doing. We have a clear identity now. Um, it's three and D, and it's three and D off of Embiid. We're dumping that ball in the Embiid. We're, we're imposing our will. We're imposing our game. If we can't get it at the basket with the big fella, then we're going to bomb you out until you jump out here, then we're going to toss it back down to the big fella and get you there again. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and, and when you have an identity, I think that early, you got to figure out how to use that. Now, now, Maxi and I say I like to say Maxi and these guys are not getting those minutes because Doc is Doc is using his foresight. Doc is already looking at first round of the playoffs. He's already looking at how how is our strategy going to be in seven game series. Who's going to be here to sh- who's going to be my guys? And when you're doing that, when you're not trying to figure out night to night who's even coming to play and who's showing effort, when all of that is figured out, I think it's more uh, uh, geared toward that that seven game series game. Look at how we play. The games that we that we go down double digits and we fight back. Like I think that Doc is trying to he's cultivating that. We've seen in this very short season, and when you talk about these championship teams, we talk about these playoff teams and teams that go deep. We've seen to already checked off our list. What I like to call the ways of winning. Mm-hmm. When you win in the playoffs, it's it's multiple ways you're going to win, and you have to be experienced. You have to be tried and true. You have to be to be battle tested and all. You have to be able to bust some ass, win by twenty. You got to be able to win a dog fight. You got to be able to come back. You got to be able to win the win 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 the win the game that the refs just seen to not have it in the stars for you to win. And I think that we're seeing a lot of these variations of games, and we're building a lot of character, which is another big thing when you have these playoff runs and see and 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 we're and we're learning how to play in a moment. Some moments are better than others for us. So I know, Mike, me, me and you are in the same chat on Facebook. A lot of times I can't articulate these things the way that I want to. through right. tech, But that's what I'm trying to say is that when you're looking at this thing in totality, like mm-hmm. I often do, that's the one thing. It's care- like we, we are not spinning our wheels on a hamster wheel. Well, who's playing tonight, guys? Let's see what the seven is. Let's see what the eight is. That's what we were dealing with. Well, how do we do it? Are we three-point shooting? Well, tonight we went it with three-point shooting. Tonight we went it with scrappiness. Nah, 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 nah. We got uh 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 we got a um what do they call it? A uh the shield. We got things that we hang our hat on. We hang our hat on Embiid. We hang our hat on our defense confidently. We hang our hat on our shooting a certain way. Everybody sh- shooting is a thing in this league, but it's a certain, it's a lot of ways you can get it done. Uh-huh. You, could be, you could be Stephen Clay and just bomb it from anywhere and not look after the bitch leave your hands. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you could toss it down to your big man and have excellent ball handling, which the Warriors also do. You know what I'm saying? Even though the media might not put it on that, but you know what I mean? It's certain things that I see how Doc handles us. It's certain nights. No night is the same, and I like that. Uh-huh. I like that we're not playing scripted basketball. I like that he's not saying, okay, it's two minutes left in the third. Does he have remnants of it? Yeah, but he's not hanging his hat on that. If somebody's rolling, he's gonna say, uh, "Hang back, stay close." What you coach to say? Uh, uh, what 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 uh, what coach to say? Coach uh, uh, Zeke, sit next, sit next to me. I thought I was gonna <laughs> him, but just just hang tight right here. We all coach, we did it. Hang tight right here. Don't go far. But I want to see what this guy's doing out there. Doc does that a lot, and I like that a lot. You know what I mean? Because Doc's coaching is real time. It's game yeah. to game. It's minute to minute. I like that. He's thinking. He's he's, he's ever thinking. Which is which is co- with coaching. Yeah, yeah. That's coaching. That's, that's what I'll close with. That's what I see. That's what I enjoy, and that's what I want to see more of, man. So I'll, yeah. I'll let y'all get y'all closing words. I'll let y'all last things. I'll put my plugs in, and we can wrap it up tonight. Yeah, that that's coaching. <laughs> man, my final plug always is uh, follow me on social media. Sorry for the little interruption right there. I'm actually on my son iPod. Uh, I, yeah, he had good, he has they, they, alerts. They know, they know what this is, baby. This, yeah, this he, right here, he get, baby. He get the alerts. Um, so follow me on social media, Candidate Thomas on Twitter, Isaiah Thomas on Facebook. I'm always tweeting about the Sixers. 
Uh, I'll be sharing a full, full, full podcast. I always do. I love sports talk. I try to uh, make appearances on uh, sports stations across the city. Uh, 97.5 The Fanatic. Um, um, of course, the full, full, full podcast and anywhere else I can talk Sixers talk. So uh, please always uh, willing to engage and talk Sixers um, and Philly sports in general. 215 Mike, go ahead, man. 215 Mike, you know, follow me <laughs> at 215 Mike. Uh, Detour is the brand. Dreams yes, and Call the Reality. I was going to say that. Yeah, you know, uh, shout out to, you know, shout out to the 444 podcast. We see you, Deuce. We see you, Deuce. Deuce basketball journey. We on it, man. We on it, baby. At Deuce basketball journey, you know. <laughs> you know, and we, you know, I'm uh, planning to be on it a lot more, man. And go Sixers. Right. I need a T-shirt, man. I got my rubber band. I need a T-shirt. Hey, look, man. I got uh, rubber bands. You know, we got it all, man. Rubber right, bands. Right. I'll put some more orders in. You know, I'll take care of you, man. Right. You already know, man, it's Uptown Tone. I do want to take some time to put some uh, light on my man brand. My man Zane Ox. This can't be can't be me. Won't be us, man. Check him out on Instagram. Bro, that's at, Ox. That's Ox. That's Ox right here, man. At CBW. Dot, uh, what is it? Won't be us. WBU. You know what I'm saying? Check it out on Instagram. My man got real quality stuff. You already know me, man. Check me out. 444 Podcast on uh, Instagram. COVID Chronicles on Instagram. 215 Mike. Isaiah, I appreciate y'all.